0: Psalm 78. O people, O my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old, what we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our forefathers to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I wanna honor you, I wanna glorify you, Lord. I wanna thank you for this wonderful day that you have made, that we shall be glad and rejoice in it, Lord. I just want you to use me, Father God. Take out the traffic jam out of my throat, Father God, and flow through me, Lord Jesus. All of these ideas, all of these scriptures you've given me, Father God, are yours. You thought about them before I even did. So I just pray that I decrease, Lord, and that you can use me, and my words will be your words, Father, and that we will make room father to hear from you today that everyone young old father god short tall that you will meet us where we are at father let us make room for you father god i pray against any distractions i pray against anything father that may take away lord i just pray lord that we just allow your will to be done today as we give you glory honor and praise in jesus name amen all right so um this past year i I had been praying on what to you know, bring today, and I had several things, but there's one thing that kept coming to me. You know, as I walked in and around at Walmart, I walked around in and, and, you know, my son's games and all this stuff, I kept hearing the same thing over and over, and I would hear how parents talk to their kids, and I, I used to be screaming, like, wow, man. You know, that's, that was kind of tough. That was kind of harsh. You know, and, um, you know, even sitting here and and we had like a youth weekend and stuff and there was talk about depression and all of that stuff. And, you know, it hit home to us because we had a a friend of ours that um, had a little girl and, and, you know, they would look in the mirror and they didn't like what they saw. And, um, you know, and, and, and we know their parents and sometimes, you know, we just don't know. What's going on in our child's mind? And, you know, we have to consider the consequences of what we say, what we do, you know, because we just never know when we're gonna see them or not. You know, we never, we never know when they go off to school, who influenced them, who speaks to them, what they see that makes them, you know, not like what they see when they look in the mirror. So that's why, you know, it spoke to me because I'm like, man, you know, I, I know I'm guilty of that. With my own son, you know, and you know, I repent from that, and I ask God all the time to help me. So I just, I just feel like that's something that for this school year that I I want to bring to this platform here and share with you guys what's in my heart and bring it out because I think it's something that we can. But there is something we can do, and we have the Word, Amen. So, at um, first, I want to address all of the kids that. You know, if anyone ever told you, you're too this, you're too that, you can't do it, you know, you're not good enough, you're too slow, you're too fast, you know, anybody, any kids hurting in here for something that somebody told them a friend, that looks ugly on you, that hurts, because I know when I was young, people used to tease me, and that used to hurt a lot, and I used to keep it to myself, it wasn't really drawn out of me from my parents, you know, and it's not their fault, they didn't know, I was just good at hiding things but deep down it hurt. So, you know, I want all of the kids that they have, you know, you have something that you're holding on to that your friend, your teacher, maybe your parents, maybe someone in this church says something to you that might have offended you or hurt you. I want to tell you what the Bible says about you. That's going to supersede, you know, today's a new day. You know, the chains will be broken today when you release that today. Think about those people that, in and, and, and your heart that hurt you and just forgive them because the Word has power over your life. And I'm going to tell you, I know you know what the Word says about you because we talk about it in class all the time, but, you know, the Word says in Luke 18, one 4, that you are the greatest in heaven. So know that. If you're the greatest in heaven and here on earth, you definitely could be used Psalm 8.2, and I gave Lewis like 15 verses. I don't expect him to put it up there. But if I need you guys to read it, I'll ask you to um, turn. But Psalm 8.2 says that you guys have a voice. So God can definitely use you. Guys can definitely use you to speak to your parents. And I see people turning there. But you know what? Luke 10.21 also is where I'm going to read from. Let me see where it's. Luke 10, 21. Luke ten twenty one. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden... These things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. So see, little children get revelation. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. So when I read that, I see that it says hidden things from the wise and learned. And you're like, why is that? Sometimes we're so full of knowledge, we don't have room for God, you know, and kids, they are so, wait, they're waiting to you be poured into. And the next verse that I wanted to share with you guys was Luke 18, 17. I want to go fast. I don't want to go too fast because I, I want to cover a lot of things. Like I said, I have 15 scriptures and, I'm like excited and i you know like I was praying for that traffic jam to go through and there's like a lot of things in there. So Lord, just let it flow. <laughs> let me see. Luke 18, verse 17 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who, who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. So when you think about that, that's because we must have faith and trust like a little kid, you know? I mean, when you look at kids, they trust us. You know, I mean, they hope they should. They <laughs> trust your parents, Yeah. And, you know, they have room. They're eager to please us, you know. So, um, but what happened is that we must imitate them, it says, right, in order to enter the kingdom. But what happens is they imitate us. You know what I'm saying? They imitate us when we're acting all crazy. You know, out of 10 things you could tell, I know out of 10 things I tell my son, he sticks to that one thing that might have said that hurt him more than the other nine things, you know? And that's a battle that we're, you know, that we, were, we, that we face. They tend to imitate us and imitate the bad things about us. You know, sometimes it just happens. One time we went to a reveal party and um, well, my family, like, I don't know, a month ago, a reveal party, just like the new thing. So, and it was nicely set up and this family throws down with food. I mean, we got there, there was the Geno de papa, there was alcapurias, um, there was these beef patties, um, and that was just the appetizers. So we got there hungry and we were throwing down. We were throwing, I had my plate full, they had this cheese and dip and stuff, and we had good conversation. I was sitting with my wife, my son, my aunt, uncle, and there was more people and family, they kept coming by and, you know, cause the party wasn't even started. It was just people showing up. Two, about an hour and a half later, I look at my son, and he's got this face going on. And I'm like, what's up, bro? He's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, you're hungry? Well, there's food over there, bro. He's like, they got lechong in the back. (laughs) They didn't take out that lechong yet. I'm like, well, I know that they had lechong in the back because I was helping pull out chairs and stuff, and I saw the back. I'm like, whoa, they got some more food back here. So, I know he was telling the truth. I'm like, all right, but still, all right, just just wait, hang out, you know? So, we continue to talk. And my son is like, what's taking up so long? I'm hungry. And I'm like, dude, chill out, man, your face. You look all like, you know, you like know Donald Trump talks with us, like like this. I'm hungry. So, then, I'm like, dude, just, just chill out, man, just have some food. And... My aunt across the table goes, "You know what? Who reminds me of?" I'm like, "What?" She goes, "You." And when she, said, when she said that, I was like, "Oh man." Really? And I started to, you know, revert back to the example she was telling me. And then I looked up at my aunt and I told her, "I'm not like that." That ain't me. Shoo! <laughs> you know, and it's funny, man. It's, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's true. They just imitate the things that you don't know, want to be imitated, but they pick up on that stuff. So we just got to be mindful, you know, that they want to imitate us, but we want to make sure that they imitate the God in us more than us. You know, um, they want to imitate what we say and we do crazy things. And James 3 talks about the tongue, of how the taming of the tongue and how, you know, the ship is big, but it's guided by this little tiny rudder. That's our mouth. You know, our tongue is a small part of the body, but it guides the rest. You know, you, 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 when you speak into your, ch- your children, you're kind of guiding them. You know, like your voice is that little rudder. It's powerful, you know. So we need to make sure that when we, when we speak to them, that we're mindful of, of how powerful our tongue is. Because, and you know, kids are challenging and they, sometimes they need a harsh answer. But, you know, Proverbs 51 talks about a gentle answer turns away wrath. You know, so you can gently guide your children. The second half says a harsh answer only stirs up. So, you know, because a kid, you know, a child, when they have issues and they come to you and you're, you're angry and you want to give them instructions out of anger, it's not, you know, the Bible warns us about that. It's, it says Ephesians 6, 4, do not exasperate your child. Instead, bring them up in the training and instructions of the Lord. And I remember going over this script last year because we, we had this train, uh, stay on track theme, and I spoke about when you discipline your child out of anger, you know, you're not training them. Your motives are local, so the train is a locomotive. You know what I mean? Because you're not in the right mind when you have to discipline them. So we shouldn't because we're stirring them up. You know, we're getting them angry. They're exasperated. And God isn't glorified there. No one learns anything from it. So, and Proverbs ten nineteen. Proverbs is just full of wisdom when it comes to the words, man. Y'all should just read Proverbs because it's just loaded. So many, but I love this one um, because there are times where you know, there's so many things I want to tell my son. But Proverbs 10:19 says, "When words are many, sin is not absent." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because there's so much you want to tell him, you just fumble over yourself, though. You just end up saying something like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> you know, "You you crazy?" And you know, because you're just so. You just want to tell them so much. But the second part of that verse says, but he who holds his tongue is wise. So that might be a good idea to just sit, you know, hold your tongue, go into your prayer closet, come back out and give your child direction. Point them to the Bible, point them to scripture. So and uh, Proverbs 15 4, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Crushing the Spirit. Oh, excuse me, my back. When I read that scripture, Crushing the Spirit, my son was watching TV on 4th of July and Rocky was on. I'm like, dude, Rocky? 4th of July, turn that. But I realized it was my favorite part. And I was like, turn it up. Turn it up right there. It was when, you know, he, his wife was in the hospital, you know, you know the story. Yeah, I've heard it. And she's lying there and in a coma. He's in the temple praying, you know, with his manager and stuff. And finally she wakes up. And you, know, and, you know, she's with her son. You know, he didn't want to see her son until she woke up. And he's like, Adrian, you know, if you want me to stop, you want me to stop fighting, you know, Apollo, you know, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll stop, you know, because all the stress you've been through. And then she called him over and she said, come here. And he's like, what? And she's like, come here. And she told him, when? And that's when it takes off. Homeboy was like, yeah, when? Because his spirit wasn't crushed. She lifted up his spirit. You know? He was there. That song comes on. That song gets me charged up every time I hear that song. You know? <laughs> he's working out. You know, He has his log on his back. He's doing push-ups. He's catching that chicken and stuff. <laughs> and he actually wins the fight, in case y'all didn't see the movie. But um, that part is my one of my favorite parts of that very moment. Now they show that part when she says win to another stadiums because it lifts it lifts you up. But they don't show that Adrian was praying. When she was because you know when you're in the deathbed and you have a child, you know you gotta be praying. Because if she wasn't, like if I was Rocky and Anna was Adrian <laughs> and none of us was praying, I could imagine Anna going, come here. And I lean back, she goes. You better get a job. (laughs) You better forget this boxing thing. Look at me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how many of us, when our kids are crushed, we don't take that opportunity to pray, you know? We don't take the opportunity to just tell them something, get, you know, because we're going through something. You know, we're going through something, so it is just too convenient, too easy to just, you know, not tell them something, you know, we, we just want to, we flesh it out, you know? So, um, that's, those were adults, and that, that, um, that part spoke to me because, you know, we, we, when we have that opportunity to, when our kid is going through something and they're down, we kind of beat them up even more. We don't, we don't you know, put ourselves aside and you know take the time out and let god use us and have that opportunity to mend things and and lift them up so like i said before we must make sure that they imitate the god in us more than imitating us being ungodly and there's john 8:31 to 41 let me see if i can read that that's the book of john verse 30, 31 to 41 I'm sorry for being rude I'm not saying are you guys there say you know (laughs) say uh, that you're there but um, I'm just going I just want to just read these verses John 31 says to the Jews who had believed him Jesus said if you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And the son is not talking about any son. Amen. He's talking about the almighty God. Verse 37, I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I want to emphasize that. No room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. Jesus said, if you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I had heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does so that's deep i mean there could be a whole separate sermon from that but the point of that is that um we got to imitate our god the god almighty not what my father taught me not what my my son's learning from me because you know we fail you know we we fail we teach them bad habits all day you know so um This is the generational thing that I want to address as well. You know, chains are going to be broken today. You know, the kids, the bad habits that we've taught them, the bad habits that we've learned, they're going to break today because I'm going to address it. And I'm also going to address why, um, why do we fail? It's another one of these verses, man. John 6, verse 60 to 66. keep forgetting my glasses. All right, here we go. On hear, verse 60 says, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. So even the disciples found it hard. So I don't know if that speaks to you guys in a negative or positive way. You know, because you could look at it like, wow, you know. Am I am I a disciple, first of all? Because we call each other Christians a lot, but everybody's a Christian. If you're either an atheist or a Christian, because everybody's a Christian. But this talks about disciples. They had no room for the word. And, and to me, I'm like, wow, you know? So to me, I'm trying to look, look at this as an encouraging thing. You know, don't be discouraged that you know it's hard, because it is hard. It's hard to put yourself aside and to be you know, in his presence all the time, even though that's what we should be striving for. It's hard to give your kids the word of encouragement when you're not in a mood, you know. Um, so another reason why we fail is we don't make room. You know, we don't make room. And there's something that I've learned when we went in a conference a couple of weeks ago, and a gentleman said something that spoke to me, and I'm sure it spoke to a lot of others. And he said, whatever we don't relinquish drives us. So if you think about that, what are you not, if you're not making room for God, then it's because you're holding on to something else. So if, you know, you're, if your thing is your comfort and you like your bed a lot, maybe that's why you're not here at 10 o'clock prayer. You're not relinquishing your comfort. You know, if your, your, your thing is your kids, because let me tell you something, our kids, we love them, but they're not first, you know? You know, in an airport, in an airplane, when they, when they drop off the masks, it says, before your children, put yours on first. There's a reason for that. Because while you're trying to think that you're, you're going to save your kid's life first, you know, your life is all jacked up. You're not even there for them. You know what I mean? So we have to... Make, we, we, we can't make them first. We got to be first. We can't pour into them if we're not poured into. You know, they need to receive from our overflow, you know. So, um, you know, our, our kids, we they have a whole bunch of schedules. They have a whole bunch of soccer games, a whole bunch of baseball games, and all this other stuff. You know, so if you didn't take time out for yourself first, then, then you know, that's something you might not be relinquishing. It might be your job. It might be whatever. It might be your um, family. So. When I, when I thought about this as well, um, I thought it was because I wasn't making room for the Lord at the right time of day. Bef- you know, I used to have a devotion with my family in the nighttime. and That was great. But the mornings, it was crazy. I forgot what we did last night. Before I brushed my teeth, I sinned like 10 times. So I was like, all right, I'm going to change it in the morning. So in the morning now, we get up and um, we make room for the Lord in the morning. So we have a prayer session. We read and everything. And I get out in my house with the full armor on. I'm like ready. I'm ready to tackle on the world until, you know, I'm at that light. <laughs> I'm like the light's green. And, you know, in Florida, you don't blow the horn even though you want to, you know. So the car, 12 rolls down, finally moves. And then you go, all right, we're moving. And then you get the red light. And you're like, you take your shoes a piece, throw it at that car in front. It's like, man, you're not supposed to look at your phone until the light's red. <laughs> like if we don't do it. Then you go to work, and it's one of those days, you know, that movie Falling Down. You have one of those days that one thing happens, and the next thing, and the next. By the time you get to work, by the time you come out of work, by the time I get home, I have just one shoe on. My, my home off. My my, my breastplate of righteousness is off. Everything is off. And then I open my door and my dog comes. I'm like, hey, buddy, nobody greets me like you. And then I hear my son, dad. (laughs) I I don't give him a chance. So that doesn't work either. Just because I gave him room in the morning. You know what I mean? I have to make room for him in my heart. You know, he's not a scheduled time thing. I have to make room for him in my heart and take him everywhere all the time. It doesn't work to say I make room in the morning or at night. You need to make room in your heart because your heart is with you all the time, all day. So it doesn't, you know what I mean? So when you, you, we have to make room, relinquish the things that take away from that. And um, how can we succeed? And I got like double confirmation with this. I got confirmation from Bishop and my wife. You know, application of prayer. You know, we take it lightly, prayer, and radical prayer. You know, Jericho prayer. Bishop forwarded an email to me about, you know, how do we help schools and teachers and kids. And Anna came to me with the same thing, like, yesterday. And I didn't have tell her about the email I got from Bishop. And she was talking about the same thing. Man, the power of words. When you walk around, to actually walk around, you know, that story with the walls of Jericho. They walked around that wall. And they prayed until it came down. We could do that today in our schools. You know, we could walk by our schools. We could pray in the hallways, you know, when, we, when we're there. Um, we can pass by and pray, lift up our hands. We could just, you know, lift up the teachers, you know, because this school thing is getting crazy, man. And we need, we need to take it back. We need, we need them to acknowledge God. We need to raise up kids that would just stand up, man, for the gospel. So it starts with us. We need to pray. And we need to pray with a purpose and confidence with the power, like the child has, the faith that they have, the trust that they have, that, excuse me, the power of prayer works. And let me tell you something. I'm a product of it, man. We used to drive around when we were just visiting. We didn't live, live here. And I'm like, oh, sweat. That's a building from a Fiserv. You know, that's That building's like for brokerage houses. My mother goes, What? I pray that you're gonna get a job there. Same thing with my wife. She would drive by the courthouse. Oh, look, that's the courthouse. That if I move here, that will probably be where I work. My mom was like, Really? I pray in the name of Jesus, that building right there. All of us, that's where we work today. That's where we work today. This was like 15 years ago. Mark, my sister too, look, she's raising her hand over there. Yeah, my mom. So that's faith, man. That's action to pray, do this Jericho prayer, just go by and pray. Mark came to my house and prayed over my house a long time ago. Remember, you prayed in my house? You were walking around all my house saying, Lord, bless this fridge, bless earth. I am blessed and highly favored in my house. You know, so praise God. That's something we have to really, you know, think about. You know, we should should be doing that. And um, let's see. So God is funny, man. It's a reminder, like, you can't see because it is. So boom, right on time. So anyway, I'm going to close with a couple of more scriptures. Of course, Luke six forty-five, one of my favorite ones, what comes out of the mouth is the abundance of your heart. So, again, if you're going to discipline your child, if you're going to talk to them, what comes out of your heart is what comes, what's in your heart is going to come out. So fill your heart with the word, and then that will overflow into giving your kids instructions. And then Psalm 19, verse 14. So one more verse that I want to share with you guys. um, 19, verse 14. It says, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So as I read that scripture, that sums it up. You know that's the filter that we need to make sure that our words is pleasing to god and that we're honoring him with it and that we are considering the consequences because these kids they're the future you know and they're our treasure they're our blessings they're our gift they belong to god you know and and what we're doing you know he's going to hold us accountable and they're not our kids. They're his. We're all, you know, we're his kids. We're his children. So, what are you doing? You know, what what are you doing to allow yourself to be used as a vessel to speak life to your kids? The title of this message is "Word Up." I know we have the power thing going on. Power the word. The closing question I have for you guys is, are you making room in your heart for the word? Is the word up in you? Or are you just filled with your other things? And that's why the words don't quite come out that glorify God. So first I wanna talk to the kids. Kids, school starts this week, maybe next week, I don't know when but um <laughs> i um i just want you to let everybody close their eyes bow their heads and kids if you have been spoken to in a way that you know it you feel like it has prevented you from being who god wants you to be i just want you to just right there just First, forgive that person that told you. And second, just accept God's will for you in this school year. And I just want you right now to just, if you want this fresh start with with your heart and with your future and your school year, to just whenever, because it's going to still come. There's going to be a lot of people this school year coming up. It's going to say, continue to say mean thing, mean things. But today, you're going to have the power and the strength to know better what the Word says about you and to go to the Word. And even, like, like we just read before, you have a voice. You can even go to your parents and tell them what you said whether or not it's in alignment with the word. But I just want you to, if you're right there, if, you're, if you've heard from the past, if you have any, any words that just stick out more than others that bothers you, I need you to just raise your hand and I just want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. And for the parents speaking to myself too if you have been you know guilty of being so busy and you have things you're holding on to and you haven't really been releasing being available to your kids and and to yourself first because first you got to minister to yourself and you've been too busy taking time for granted And letting somebody else raise your kids. Letting somebody else fill up their heads. Let somebody else tell them lies and discourage them. Or even, you know, we're too busy and we tell them, we discourage them too much. Because of something you didn't relinquish. Because of our own sin. And uh, today you want a new start. And you would just want to make room for his word. If you could just raise your hand, I want to pray for you as well. Thank you, Father. Father, I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Father, for the word. I want to thank you, Father God, for this place, Father. I want to thank you for your presence right now, Father. I just want to lift up the people that raised their hands, Lord Jesus. You know who they are, Father God. You know their lack, Father. You know the areas, Father, that they haven't surrendered to you. You know the child that has been hurt, even the ones that didn't raise their hands, Father God. You know it all, Father God. I just pray right now that today those chains will be broken, Father God, that they will not let those words prevent them from walking from taking that next step of level that you have already planned for them father god that they will not let those people determine who they are because your book already has them father god covered your book already has them lord jesus that's the greatest in heaven father god you have a plan and a purpose for each one of them i pray lord that they may be bold father god during the school year father god that no matter what anyone says lord that they have you and i pray lord that they will allow your Holy Spirit to guide them through those school halls, Father God, and that they will just be obedient, Father, knowing that um, they're here, Father God, to honor you, to glorify you, Father God. And I pray, Lord, for the parents, Father That we may choose our words wisely, Father God. That we may time for your word, Father. That we may wake up in the morning with a praise on on our tongues, Father God. That we will open up the book, open up the word, Father. And that we will allow it to minister to us. And not just for the morning, not for the night, Father God. All day, Lord Jesus, help us be in continuous prayer, Father. Let us be bold and act and pray over the schools. Pray over our children, Father God. Let us consider the words we speak to them, Father God. Let us open up, Father God. Let us be available and open up our schedule to make room for you, Lord, so that whenever we have to give our child instructions, whenever we have to speak to them, Lord, that it is from you, Father God, that it will not be our flesh, it will not be our own agenda. It will be your will and not our own, Father. I just pray, Lord, all of these things, Lord, in the name of Jesus.